Tuesday, everyone. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. It's your boy, Mr. Max Simpson, and I'm joined by a man who apparently, well, he got our he got this table all soaked with delicious Four Peaks beer, and apparently he's also early on the kit memo. We're supposed to do this on Thursday, Mr. Owen Evans. No, what are we doing? doing it today. Felt like wearing this today. So I'm wearing this today. This is how it is. We 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 strategize, and then he just does his own thing. He goes rover. He goes rover. Is is that is that a segue perhaps into what we're going to talk about today with rising off ball movement, or is is this just an existential kind of crisis I'm having? Max, live on air. There don't have to be transitions in everything in life. Okay, (laughs) I know that you seek them in your adverts. It's okay. First off, I don't seek. I do. Adman, chill. We were talking about we were talking about this. I'm gonna as I move my mic uh, much to uh, producer Leah's absolute horror as it's now going in shambles. If someone in the chat were to make me an ad man like maybe a, a shirt or a kit, get him a cape. Do not get me a cape. Get him if an you get me an ad, an ad man bandeals an kit, I will rock it. will run around doing saying. his max with the mic before every game Ooh. with his. Uh, Adman cape, dude. That actually go pretty hard. There we go. He'd do it. He'd do it. I, I might. I might do it if if you would indulge no, me. No, no, no. He I might will. Indulge he you. will do it. All right. Well, this sounds like the empty promise of when you say I buy beers, but that never happened. But anyway, let's get <laughs> right into. Oh, uh, let's see. What's up, guys? Hope tonight's show is more positive than the Coyote Show last Speaking night. Speaking of which, introducing our producer today, Leah. Yeah. Things did take a turn. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. I mean, I don't know if you saw our post. If you saw our post game on Saturday, it was pretty that darn was pretty impressive. Grim. So yeah. I like to think there's nowhere to go but up. Uh, maybe that's the yeah. Shirt. But we've got we've got to focus on some of the negative though. We, we will do. do today. Maybe that's We're the shirt actually take the a, a bit of a deeper dive into some of yeah. the things that we think went wrong on Saturday yeah. and, and how we think maybe the team needs to look at improving them and. Some of those things don't have easy answers, okay? Yeah, but I, they are things that we need to address. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where we were almost at a loss in after Saturday's match because you look at it and we were trying to decipher where did it go wrong. And really, it's better question is where did it go right? Because the team <laughs> was poor in every phase of the pitch. And even in losses earlier in the season, you can usually point to, well, okay, the defense at least was pretty solid. They didn't really have any gaps. Or the midfield, good distribution. And really, you couldn't find a positive area in the pitch. Again, maybe the one being Rocco uh, Rios Novo had a handful of saves. But again, we even may disagree on that, uh, that's, that set-piece goal. But regardless, it was just a tough overall for rising from front to back. I think it was, and I think, though, look, there, there are some defenses we've seen of them in the attack. I think that their attack, quite frankly, was not good enough for large spells of the game. And, I mean, especially, again, the last shot that this team took, genuine shot now, uh, 63rd minute. Um, that's not good enough. When you're losing 2-0, that is not good enough. So, and, yeah, yes, after that point, after Artiagas missed there, which he's relatively close to goal, but he does have a defender between, he wins a corner in that case. There is one more shot that doesn't really count as a shot. It was a disallowed goal, actually. Danny Trejo. I haven't seen a replay of that. Yeah. I just catch a replay. I, got, I, I don't think a replay exists of that yeah. one, unfortunately. Um, that gives you a good idea as to whether Trejo was in an offside position at the time the ball is played or not. But, there, yeah. And there, there, I mean, hmm. I will say there wasn't a ton of uh, uh, gesticulating or uproar. He was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, but there yeah. wasn't like this big whole crowd or huddle around the ref. Like it seemed like they were pretty much like, all right, let's let's move on from it. They didn't seem too disgruntled. But regardless, when you are down 2-0, to your point, how do you play the last half hour without a shot? Again, we've said often I mean, on this bad. Well, yes. <laughs> well, yes, we've said often on this podcast. You know, if you want to score, mm-hmm. you got to shoot, and you can't go half an hour without shooting when you're down two nil. It's just a, it's just a really tough look for this club where they've been very inconsistent. We see stretches um, in like the game against Loudon in previous games at home against San Diego loyal, where there are stretches of 10, 15 plus minutes of sustained pressure and shots. And you think, Oh, well one goal that's in two goal that's in there can be more. And just, we don't see that from game to game. And this was an example where we didn't see any of it. I think it's intriguing. Cause actually when you, when you look at that moment there, whereby you have in the space of just over a minute, right? You, you actually see Arteaga getting into a, a dangerous position. And yes, he's got a defender in between him and the goal. It comes off the defender. It goes out for a corner. Fair enough, right? 
that happens. You then have Trejo with the offside dislike goal. You'd look at that normally and say that, well, if you're 20 minutes, you know, 30 minutes to play, actually, yeah. at that point, you're down two goals. That's a good sign. That's a sign of a team that is starting to create things and starting to really threaten the goal. Is starting to, you think, maybe you get that one goal back. Maybe you can work your way in from there. Of course, that's not what they do. It all goes quite downhill from there. Yeah. And part of that, as Pat says, is going down a man. But part of it as well is just they weren't really creating enough. Even, look, I understand when you're down a man, you're going to struggle. But you're 2-0 down. You've got to try and throw something forward. You've got to try and attack with more purpose at times. Yeah. And I think sometimes this team just doesn't do that. <laughs> when, we say, when we say attack with more purpose, uh, we we do not mean the way that Jackson Conway got the red card. Their purpose on the attacking goal. Sorry, I could not I could not resist. That's I, the low I didn't quite fruit. make that link there. That was the low hanging fruit. But no, to your, yeah, I mean, to, to your point, to your point with attacking with purpose, it does come back to really the positioning of yeah. this team and again we saw that once again another match we noted it again on the post game where they dominated possession 62 percent again the lion's share of possession there was a stretch where they had the ball for numerous minutes seemingly without really giving it up however again it doesn't lead to anything and we've said this before how you know Manuel Arteaga again surprise we're going to talk about him how he has been criticized for not finishing chances and that's very well true but we've often said, okay, maybe he's taken up decent positions. We kind of had the discussion before we started that that didn't seem the case. No, it didn't seem the case. We do actually have a, a zonal map here for Manuel Arteaga that we can take a quick look at in a sec. But he just wasn't getting into those positions, was yeah. he? If we look at it now, he, he's not in the in the penalty area when, when you need him. He's got those couple of blobs there. For those of you who are watching it, you can see those blobs around by... Uh, the penalty area, but only on the left-hand side even then. He's not really shifting around in there. A lot of his play is either behind that penalty area. It's it's some, quite a large chunk of it in the center circle around the halfway he's line not, kind of he's, spot, he's which I get. You're going yeah. to have some moments when you're back there because your team are defending. You're going to have to track back because the defenders are moving up. You are going to have to go to about the halfway line. But yeah. I, I just don't think that, especially when you when you're looking at the the context of the entire game, he's doing enough to get himself into positions in that kind of central area that's not from distance. We saw this team yeah. shooting from distance so much during the course of that game. And I just don't think that it's helping when you position yourself outside the area. You're not necessarily getting into those spots that someone can play the ball into, especially when your team yeah. are trying to move up the field and he's and yeah. yeah and he's and he's not a he's not a half space player we've seen that when he receives the ball and he's um you know 20 30 yards from goal and he has to either receive the ball and then dribble in or he's played a through ball it's just not really his strength he's a guy who like if he's gonna score it's gonna be a one touch type of finish in around the six yard box you maybe stretch it to the you know the penalty box but like if the majority of his touches, you know, when we saw on that map are in that half space where you expect a guy like a Danny Trejo or a Fetty Varela to be in there, that you can't have your number nine that far back. And I understand you have to track back. You have to do the work. You don't want someone just isolated up top. But if that's where you're spending the majority of your time, you are not taking up the right positions to give your team even the attacking verticality. There is a purpose to that, and he just wasn't doing that Let's well. Let's think, who, who else, right? If not for Manuel yeah. Arteaga in most of that game now, okay, Danny Trejo, yes, he's a finisher, but he wasn't really being positioned. Even when he first came on, he was out wide. Right. Um, you know, who else is the, the, the finisher? Who else is meant to be the, the poacher in there of sorts? Mm -hmm. Who else is meant to be the guy getting on the end of those balls? I don't know. I, I don't know who it is. Because, again, Danny Trejo can be that guy. Mm -hmm. Emil Cuejo can finish, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, yeah. You look at some of the other guys. I mean, Federella can finish, but I don't see him as being a poachery type but it, but player. It's not, it's not that, like... Out and He's out, number nine. Like everyone you're, bit, everyone you're describing, I think they have fantastic attributes and they're good attacking players. But like everything you're describing to me, at best case, it's almost like a false nine of sorts, which just isn't yeah, how yeah. this team has traditionally built. No, like no, no, the no, only no. player that really fits that mold is either Manuel Arteaga, 
who has been incredibly inconsistent, or the guy who had been clamoring to get more time, Jackson Conway. And I mean, you know, there, we, there's been a stretch of games where we he maybe hasn't gotten the consistency or the minutes, and then you know, it's uh, yeah. it, it was it was a tough showing on Saturday. I mean, you, can, you can still yeah. make it work with Danny Trejo. I think you just need somebody else who's also going to be um, dangerous enough. Because if, if you're only worried about Danny Trejo, you're just going to you get him off. No, and, 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 and also, like, even if that's, you know, even if he is, let's say, Rising's most creative attacking player, let's say it even flows through him. You can't have him be the only guy. But also, even if he is, he's usually plays far away from goal. And granted, he is, you know, tied for um, the team lead in goals scored. But, you know, a lot of it comes from just different types of attacking play. Like, he can't be your out-and-out number nine. And a lot of it... Two is it does get compounded when the service isn't quite as good. And is that we're kind of trying to figure out is I think part of that's due to just poor balls being lumped in. But also we've seen this team have a lot of success through when Gabby Torres is playing lumping in balls. When Uzo's playing in, he's had some better crosses that I think while at times there's bad crosses and service coming in, I think a lot of the time it does come down to that positioning. And when you factor in Artiaga or that number nine's positioning not being there, you'll see that the crosses are just not falling. Indeed, and we've actually got the, the crosses that Rising had from open play um, from that last game. If you have a look at it here, the red ones, uh, of which there are, I believe, ooh, what is it? One, eight? two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven? Uh, they, they attempted 11 in the game and three eight. were successful. Right. So right. eight. There are eight nah. unsuccessful crosses. They actually get into decent areas, I think, in a lot of those. Those right kind of spots between the, the six-yard box, the penalty spot. There's a few of yep. them that get into those places and not get onto the end of everything. There are three that do make it, one of which makes someone outside the area. Um, yeah. I, I think that this is a... Well, A, to be clear, that was more crosses than Rising had attempted in their previous two games combined. Mm -hmm. It's 11 against Tampa Bay. Uh, it was four against San Antonio, six against Loudoun. So you add those up, yeah, it's not as many as, as they tried in Tampa Bay. And yet, they're not finding people. They're not... I still think it's positioning in a lot of ways in that. Yeah. They're not getting into the right spots in the area. When you actually look at the set pieces, they're winning on set pieces. You look at the corners from Crutzen, and we're going to do it four of them they won and four of them they lost. That's fine. You're winning half the balls in the air. That's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. I can live with that. When you're losing as many of these, losing out on as many of these as you are, I, I feel as though there's just something really missing there. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, the team, they were missing Uzo. Like I said, they have been missing Gabby Torres for a bit. Like, there are players who we know they are better in those spaces than the guys who were rolled out on Saturday, but that still isn't, I don't know, when you're going to be crossing more to, I guess, either help compensate or replicate what they do, whatever, it just has to be more efficient. I mean, something something that we haven't really seen too often from this team are crosses from deep. It often is no. driving all the way down to the end line, trying to beat a man one-on-one, -on -one, whip it in, um, usually around that six-yard box, maybe to the top of the penalty, but I mean, you're, you know, when you when you looked at that map, you only saw really one um, cross that was from a deep position. Maybe it's mixing it up a bit might help. But I, I just it's something that this team, the attack is just very inconsistent, even not just in the results, but how they're kind of going about it. Well, I think it's just it comes down again to I think they get into the final third and they start to run out of ideas on times. Yeah. Um, and that's a problem. Mm. That's a real problem here. I mean. Look, I know we had some of the flip, more flippant remarks maybe on the weekend about it and about the fact that it's, again, it's possession and possession and possession and possession and they're not really getting anything at the end of it. Um, but that's a real problem, right? You can't just expect to pass your opponent to death. Yeah. Passing and, and playing possession-based football is a, a... When it works, it, it's beautiful to watch, okay? Yeah. When it works, you're watching the beautiful game at its best. When it doesn't work... You're watching a snooze fest. It's true. Well, it's kind of it's kind of that it's the fine line of like we know Rising like has has players who can pass, who can progress the ball, who can move off the ball, who can carry the ball. Like there's, it's not a lack of talent. It's not a lack of, I would say, players who are capable of it. I really, I really firmly believe it. Like this team has the talent. It's just. I mean, you know, maybe maybe the number nine, maybe that maybe that's partly a you know a different discussion. But like you have talent too get shots in the last half hour like that's a fact like I, there's nothing you can really say to me that's going to convince me otherwise like that exists on this roster to get a shot in the last half hour and to have a more sustained threatening attack 
it's mm. converting into goals. That's the issue that has mm. seemingly undone this team, you know, in many games. But that's the thing. Like, there has to be some sort of attacking, like, creativity or aha moment. And, like, I keep on going back to this. Don't be afraid to try something. Like, I would rather have it not come off than you're just kind of sitting around and it pass back and pass back. Like, it's, yeah. there's, there's a point where it's too much and it just and it comes counterintuitive. Yeah. Yeah. But when you actually think about it is... Do they have those people there? They do. Did they? Are I, you are you convinced that the people they have there will consistently do this? I believe that the the mix of players that they have, and I, I will say, I think there's a lot of injuries. Like to me, Emmy Quajo is something that I, you know, he had I think some of the inconsistencies in the preseason, but like he was a player that I very much think he was you know doing well when he was on the pitch. They're missing his creativity. I think you. You know, you don't have Gabby and Uzo on the um, end lines with those wingbacks really providing that speed. It does help. And those players, maybe I don't know if it's any one guy. Again, I don't think you can rely solely on Danny to be that one guy. But they, they're a team when I think everything is clicking, the sum, what is it? The sum of the parts are better than the parts of the sum. And like, I think if they're able to do that and you have the right guys in place, that they're able to make it happen. It's just been unfortunate we haven't seen that consistently. But, and this is where my concern is now more than anything, okay? Um, we have some concern, I think, about... Jackson Conway struggled to really hit the ground running here, and I know part of that is also just, you know, he hasn't been given the opportunities that he need. Mm -hmm. um, he showed a real lack of temperament in that last game, and that cost the team badly. How, how, how long again was it? He was on the pitch. Two minutes and five two, seconds. Five, two minutes and five seconds. Yeah. Something like that. It's tough. Um, it's very close. Seconds yeah. maybe slightly off, but then you look at Manuel Artiaga, who is inconsistent. Yeah. And has been inconsistent throughout much of his career. Where is the consistency in the attack? <laughs> mm. It's not the number nine position. That I'm not arguing. And that's with a problem. You. I'm not arguing that's that a problem. With you. It is. We know that Arteaga can do it. Can he do it consistently? I agree. And I will say, like, he, again, he's, he has bungled his fair share chances. And I think uh, we, we will move on because I don't want to keep on talking in circles, which I think we're already venturing slash might mm -hmm. be in we that are, territory. Um, the last thing I will say on this is he has bungled his fair share of chances. We, that's the frustration that we have certainly have. But I think you can see in games like this, where if the service isn't there, if his positioning isn't there, that to me is the more root of the problem. And again, not being able to finish, that's tough and you need people who are there, but there's more of a, it's almost like a deeper flaw. And I don't know what to mm -hmm. put my finger on how you fix that because it's just inconsistent where there are games where whether he finishes or not, he's in a better position. And then there are games like this where he's doing neither. And I, I just don't know where to find that common thread between but that, that, to me, is the main issue. Yeah. We've got to fix the attack. This team has to fix the attack in some way because it's not working consistently. Yeah, they have to be able to hit the spot. but And he's very know, reliant yeah. on Danny yeah, Trejo. But you know, you know, I've ruined his but, transition. But you know what's going to hit the living. spot? <laughs> it's thanks to our friends at Circle K. Oh, gosh. Uh, make sure you guys are not missing out on all the great stuff that Circle K has going on. And right now... Don't right, miss it like he just missed his transition. Dang, right now, you, yes, you watching can, or listening can text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, which is a fancy way of saying you're going to get BOGO Polar Pops. That's right, a Polar Pop, the delicious thing that's not from the Polar Vortex or Antarctica or the Polar Express or Polar Bear. It's nothing to do with that. It's just delicious, Max, where are we cold going beverage. I don't know, man. I Back never know. I never know. But no, on the real, Circle K. Max. Plant the plane is up in the air, buddy. Uh, but no, Circle K has got the great, delicious polar pops that we love. Grab anything in it. I do a little bit of like boom, boom, boom. The whole entire uh, I forget what they what they called it back in the day, but I I do a little bit of everything. It's probably disgusting, probably heinous, but it tastes darn good. Uh, fill it up high with ice, all that great stuff. You would be that person. I would Max. be that person, but no. Do that. Text PHNX to three one three one zero for Bogo Polar Pops and all kinds of fun stuff. They will send your way. 
for free. Do it now. Uh, and as well as Circle K, <laughs> as well as Circle K, we got to shout out our friends at Four Peaks. Four Peaks, we love the beer. You're man, you really have been hammering this Suns Brew. I actually don't can't recall you not having a Suns Brew in recent shows. It's because you haven't got been stocking up the wow in there, which is my normal beer of choice. I, I do like how he says me as in it's my it's responsibility. Adman, you fix it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well apparently you fix it, Adman. Okay, apparently, fix it. apparently it's on me. But uh, it is Teachers Appreciation Week. It started yesterday for Four Peaks. Thank you, teacher. Nominate them to win grants, Four Peaks swag, and a grand prize of a custom makeover of their teachers' lounge. All I'm saying. I'm not saying that beer is helping to fund school, but I'm not not saying that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, go uh, go celebrate Teacher Appreciation Week at four p at fourpeaksforteachers.org to nominate a teacher or donate, and then follow them at Four Peaks Brew and Four Peaks Pub for all the events they got uh, going on. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Ah, yeah, and get yourself a uh, Suns Brew because the Suns are gonna win tonight. Do you think? Ooh, ooh. <sighs> they tip off in about uh, yeah, half an hour or so. Yeah. Well, uh, mm, if uh, let's see, if you are listening to this on podcast in the next day, um, congratulations, the Suns have won, or congr- oh darn, the Suns had a tough loss and they play game six. So like, we'll edit out whatever you know worked out. We'll work no, the production. We, won't. Uh, we, we probably know. Won't. We, won't. we probably Ma- won't. Max, your awkwardness will remain in the podcast. <laughs> darn forever. right, it will. But in yeah, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Suns win, baby. Let's go. Should we have a little chat about the chat though before we move a on? Chat to our about next the topic. chat. That's that's. Have a look. Wow. Uh, Goldman Pat Confetti wow. finish. We haven't seen anything that will prove that. I mean, it's a fair point. He hasn't done it in the regular season at all. Now we did see moments of it in preseason, um, which again, apologies, guys, you didn't see that. Um, but it, it's. I, I'm still convinced that he's got some ability to do it. He just hasn't really been. I mean, he wasn't fit the very start of the season, yeah. was he either? Which, those things can play into it. Uh, Gado and Fede should, really should be getting some of the heat like Artiaga. I don't entirely disagree. I would hmm. say that Gallardo was making a lot of attacking runs in the last I game. I think so too. And also, I, just, he, he I think Gallardo, I'd defend a bit more coming I off too. the last game just because I think he was making the attacking runs. I don't think the obvious outlets were appearing for him. Yeah. And that then, I don't really blame him for. Fede, fine. I, I'll accept that. There are moments where perhaps he should be looking at other passes or his shots should be slightly better. I agree. Uh, I- and then... Edward Cunningham, why? why are we playing in the U.S. Why? Open Cup tonight? Why do you why. Why do, you, why do, you do this to us? We're having a lovely show, having a fantastic time, and then you have to go make a comment like that. Wait, ooh. hands did beat Rams. We'll oh. talk about that later, I'm sure. Let's go. Oh, Owen's so sad. He loves MLS. Um, but, you know, speaking, <laughs> speaking of U.S. teams in USL doing big things, the league did a, well, notable thing. Um... They have a new president. Yeah, goodbye, Jake Edwards. <laughs> goodbye, Jake Edwards. Bold is out. Gray hair is in. Oh, dear gosh. Goodbye, Jake Edwards. And hello, Paul Welcome McDonough. To Tampa, Paul McDonough. Yeah. Um, you know, this was something where it was announced, and, well, you know, the internet is a fun place. And, well, let's just didn't say like this was. It, it, it didn't like it was, at all. To say it nicely, divisive. To say it more accurately, hated it. I think there's the con- a lot of people on Twitter. It, this got dunked on pretty bad. It did got dunked on. Yeah. I mean, hey. okay, let, let's talk about him for a minute. Let's and talk Let's talk about, about his background and talk about certain things that people took issue with. So his background, very simply, is... I, I, sorry, 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 one second. Eddie, I do feel bad if like you're actually trying to get caught up and I we kind of just went off on you. Uh, well, if you, Edward. If you, if you, no, yeah. Edward knows exactly why he this... He better not. He, better, he knows he better. exactly why this sure. team Don't is you bring not... me back into this. For those who haven't known, they lost to New Mexico in the Open Cup, and that's the last we'll talk about it. Don't you dare bring that up here. Let's get back on track. How Edward dare you? Edward knows exactly I'm why I'm sure he does, but I'm here. making for any, sure anyone else doesn't. I'm not repeating myself again. How dare you? But yes, go go back on go so back. his on background, he yes. spent years, years and years and years as an assistant coach in the college system. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um... And then he moved into an agency, player agency, working sure. in that side of things. Uh, eventually moved into front office work. Was with Orlando, Atlanta, into Miami. Into Miami's where actually the bigger of the scandals here that people are pointing to in its past came. Um, there was some big issues around roster categorization and players, how they were. And it, it ended up with them ultimately breaking MLS rules over payments of players and, and various things like that that would have had them over the limits for designated players. 
mm-hmm. is you headbutt your mic there, Max. Max. Um, <laughs> and so actually what happened there is MLS investigates that team and come down on pretty hard and come yeah. down on, on him in particular pretty hard. He was given what would have been if he'd served it in full pretty much a one and a half year suspension. It was given in May 21. He was supposed to serve it through the end of the 22 season. Um, in the end, they they let him return early, but he never really came back. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually moved back to uh, working in the agency at that point. Um, and so you've got a guy now whose main roles have come in, in the clubs, a handful of MLS clubs pretty much, um, some agent work and a lot of assistant coach work at the college level and he's now the president of usl and so people didn't take that too kindly i mean the miami thing i think is the biggest thing here um i'm intrigued to know what you think about that max before i go into my thoughts on that one is that disqualifying i mean the short answer to me the quick answer is like yeah yes but if even if you're playing devil's advocate if it's not disqualifying why like why would you bring this like why why would you bring this on with a a candidate who has this type of like background like you could have gone in a different direction you could have gone with someone who doesn't have that bag in and especially for a league and really like entire organization who is really trying to you know make a name for themselves keep on growing in this sport it's just a tough look for you have a new president come in after a guy who's been there for a while and already, already day one just comes in with this uh, these questions. The it's, it's, a the it's a tough look. It's a tough look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my view over the Miami stuff would be um, that the crime itself is not necessarily disqualifying in the context of someone's entire career sure. i think that how recently it happened has to be a big cause for concern yeah um i also feel as though in the context of usl how it is perceived often even by its member clubs at times as to how it treats certain disciplinary issues how it comes uh, around to actually applying its own rules mm-hmm. in a consistent and fair manner to appoint someone as your president, as your figurehead, who has a reputation of having fallen foul of rules in the past to the degree that he earned a suspension of over a year, mm-hmm. um, when it was handed down initially at least, is a concern um i i don't think that it does anything to alleviate the concerns that people have with how usl's headquarters works um i i mean to give a perfect example of that people always throw up the fact that clubs like vegas consistently just get minor fines for everything they do nothing's ever done right about clubs that just ignore the rules. I think they had a lucha. I think they had a lucha, just, lucha libre mask. Yeah, that doesn't even bother me. That doesn't even bother me. It's the stuff like no, the, I, I, under, I understand it's everything else they do. That's the tamest thing they did. But no, I the thing I the thing like kind of echoing what you're saying is I I guess I'm trying to, I'm trying to re- rationalize with them why you go in a direction like this and was if he was the best candidate like if let's say hypothetically he was. How does that outweigh someone else who maybe if he's not your top choice candidate or whatever, he just doesn't come with that type of baggage. And like to your point, that continues to permeate in this league of there is in a way a lack of accountability, a lack of they, systems they don't even, in place. They don't even publish the league rules, okay? When we are trying to find out things about yeah. the league rules... We either have to rely on leaks or handouts. Yeah. Um, they do not publish the league rules. So we can't actively tell you often what the league rules on certain things are. It's That makes things very difficult. Um, yeah. And it allows actually a lot of misinformation to go around, both about the league in a negative and a positive light. It, it, it's... I mean, I remember last year when a lot of people were... I believe it was Detroit fans were blaming the league for... Away fans can't bring drums in. Well, that's not the league rule. Right. 
And until you actually ask the League and have to go about things awkwardly to engage and to ultimately get those answers, then the other narrative is out there. Um, ultimately, though, I think when those kind of things are shrouded in the mystery and all of that, that's not good. But I think it also somewhat buries the lead here. I think there's another big, important part to this move. And that was Mark Cartwright stepping down as sporting director. Yeah. And the fact that Ish. Paul McDonough is going Why? to be expected to take over elements of his uh, sporting remit within the organization. That he's going to be responsible for elements of developing players. That he is going to be involved in, in that side of things. For, makes which perfect doesn't, sense. For sure. Makes which perfect doesn't sense. make sense yeah, I mean, at all. I mean, facetious. Of course it I doesn't. mean, look, <laughs> you, you have to bear in mind that Cartwright came to USL with a long track record at a major English club in Stoke. Right. Um, that came to USL with a track record of having worked in the FA in England. Yep. Having been involved with various FIFA initiatives and task forces. Yep. And you're now asking a guy whose experience comes down to being an assistant coach in college in the US to fill in some of the gaps there. A guy who has assembled inaugural rosters for multiple MLS clubs. This isn't a player development guy. No. That's not who we... And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not taking college seriously. The college game in the US is not, not how elite talent is developed. Hmm. Okay, there are players who get to the professional ranks via the college route. It's good for them. It's not how the elite talent, the kind of elite talent that USL is interested in developing to ship off to Europe about placing themselves in that transfer market, the global transfer market that they actually bragged about what Cartwright was doing yeah. in that regard. Yeah. That's not something that you can do. And so I think overall, the way I'm looking at this hiring... I don't get it. Right. It could work. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe there's something about the guy we don't know. <laughs> he's got it. He's got the it factor to it. It could fail. It could fail massively. <laughs> I don't know. And the problem is, is that USL, I think, based on the the way that the news came out and all of that, I, I don't feel hugely reassured. I don't know. I, did USL give any insight that you read from? Everything from the release no, and all of that. Well, no, because, that because because their name of the game is not transparency. It's not. It's not really to share the vision in a way that if I'm a fan of a club or of the league or trying to invest more in the grassroots or lower levels of professional soccer, that they're going to provide a path for me to make that easy for me. It's not going to happen. They already weren't doing it before, and now you bring in someone who. I mean, yeah, to your point, already comes a scandal, isn't qualified for that position. And this is something where, and we're, you're hitting it around the head, that USL and the entire organization is in many ways the bedrock of American soccer for the larger part of the North American transfer market. And this is where, regardless whether you're, you're you know, an MLS team has an affiliate with it or whatnot, like that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But like, regardless, this is where the talent comes through at these lower levels when you're moving your way up through the usl system and to leave that to someone who just doesn't have it on a wide scale well maybe just, maybe it doesn't make point sense. more people but um it's possible but, but i just don't get why why that's your confused. first i mean i don't know why, why that's in the announcement like why i, I him? mean all, all i'm seeing here is a quote from alec papadakis usl ceo coming on the same day by the way of course that his son was made deputy ceo um that Paul will assume a major role in taking our professional leagues. It's, it's, it's just the usual fluff, right? It is. It's all just the usual fluff. That doesn't really get into the grips of anything that you you can really tangibly yeah. say is, like, oh, he, he's one of the most respected and qualified soccer executives in the United States. Who were the other candidates? Who were the other candidates? Who were the other candidates? Who the other candidates? But also, like, that's also very different from a technical director. Like, you know, I... You don't mix, bi well, you say you don't mix business and pleasure, but like you don't mix like business and like the building out the technical director position for an entire league. Like it just doesn't, I don't get it. Make it make sense, Owen. Make I can't. It make, make it make sense. I can't. I, Do I you don't. have any recommendations of who 
you would have liked to have seen get a shout in this time. No, of role. not really. It's it's complicated. I think it's one of those things that's easier to be fair to evaluate now as you sit back and look and say, does this guy look like he fits the bill? Yeah. Um, it's a complicated one because in many ways, uh, as you see with guys like uh, like with Cartwright, right? You you pull guys from overseas. You can do that in this game. Um, this game is such a global game with people all over the world yeah. with good qualifications that yeah. you don't have to limit your search to the US. And it's not like we're talking I mean, about... Jack Edwards wasn't American. No, and we're not, we're not talking... Like, this is... When you look at this, this is, on its surface, an attractive position. It's something that you are helping to build the core of this country. You've already seen how you how the USL has grown and reorganized and reformatted in the previous couple of years. Yes, people have some disagreements of it, for sure. I'm not dismissing that. But the fact that you look at the value of a soccer club now is grossly, grossly more <laughs> larger than it was a term grossly more larger than it was five years ago Logic. that's that's a fact the infrastructure from a technical standpoint from a resources standpoint has never been better and that you now have not just millionaire owners but billionaire owners wanting to get in at the usl level whether that leads straight to usl or it's a bigger ploy to move on to mls regardless this is something where this is a big responsibility and it is attractive to people on a global scale and i just i don't get why you don't at least expand the process further and look outside i would like to see a list of candidates but knowing how this league is operated we're not going to see that no, no, we'll we'll never we'll never really know how extensive this search was. Um, again, I mean, it's possible that it works, but I feel as though it's an underwhelming at the least. You want to at least be jazzed or like somewhat excited or like, oh, he's got some good things, and it's. I mean, to again, Albert's I'm, point, I'm, Albert says the best. If and I know I know we showed it earlier, but if the best thing you can say about this guy is that he might have something up his sleeve, it's not a great look and. Yeah, it, guy, guy broke sure. the roster rules yeah. in Miami and didn't even win anything there. I mean, come <laughs> on. That's right. the one thing that keeps getting thrown out. I think is it's yeah. like if you're gonna cheat in MLS, at least win. Like, yeah, <sighs> it's tough. Well, at, least, at least the Astros won. You know, yeah. they if they'd lost, you yeah. know, like they gone. Wow. Yeah, like you That's cheated true. and still couldn't. It did. It did. I mean, you were really scratching out of this one. You really kind of said like. I'd say you probably exclaimed like, oh, geez, when it happened, right? Would you say? Oh, God, he's doing it again. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Our friends at OG's Brands, they came out. They're cooking listen up all how, the news look, Listen stuff. to how happy he Ooh. is. They came out. That man is in his element. They have consolidated their flavors. And this is something, this is something big. It's big, people. They came out with the fruits and the creams. The fruits will include watermelon as well as red apple and peach. That's a nice little medley there again in sativa and indica for those, as well as the creams, which will be blackberries and cream, orange cream, which are already fan favorites, and peaches and cream. Ooh, buddy. Ooh, buddy. Snoop Doggy Dog like that. I'm not Snoop Dogg, but I'm sure he would too. And they're coming out with pink lemonade dropping June 21st. It's a good day for our friends at OG's brands and ours as well. But to get your hands on these bad boys, go to OGsBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Gosh, I was drooling at those flavors. And I was also drooling at Valley Tap Room and all they had to offer. We were there at Trivia. We were there at Trivia a little bit ago with all the delicious beers and beverages that they have. We had a good time at Trivia last week. We did. We, we did. did. We did. Yeah. In fact, I believe was that where the title Adman was coined? Actually was. I think it was, yeah. Well, Adman. To be fair, to be Every fair, time there was some kind of like sponsored question. No. It was suddenly Adman wants the answer. It was it was And he got them right. I did. I actually got all three he got of them, them right. right. There was um one of the trivia things that they had was they had a picture of a bl- of a brand without like the the word mark of the logo. And it literally just said name that brand. And y'all turn it to me. And I knew it. It was Iams. It was the it was the 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 
animal pet uh, brand items. And I got that right because I know this. I know this. But they got trivia every Tuesday starting at 6.30, which, I mean, it already just kind of started. But uh, if you're there now, cool. Uh, you know, whenever we don't have a Tuesday show, we'll be back. Owen will buy you beers like you did last time. Um, but, yeah, check them out on Instagram at Valley Tap. Just walk up, to the, Valley uh, walk, walk up to the bar and tell them Adman sent you. No. Actually, that's, his that's fine. That's fine. Put them on his car. Because my, my name is Max, not Adman. But check them out on Instagram at Valley Tap Room and visit them off the 202. And Gilbert, and stay tuned for more things we have going on with them. Oh, boy. Well, we ran through some rising stuff. We ran through some USL stuff. Oh, that. Jeez, kind of a kind of a bit more upbeat than Saturday, but just kind of a bummer of a show. Really negative. It's really, negative, really but negative. I think in a constructive way. No, it way. is. It is a more constructive way. Okay, I, I think that Saturday was frustration. <laughs> was Today a, was yeah, analytically negative. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's different. Well, Slightly. Yeah, well, you know, we give ri- we gave Rising a bit of uh, constructive feedback. He, he also did- brought back his bad ad transitions. So I mean, we had that. Uh, you say you mean good but uh bad is in like how the kids say like bad like bad really means good but uh you know he's rising we gave them a critical look we gave the league a critical look let's give some other teams a critical look let's go around the usl with, with that stick the little uh intro around the usl no i feel okay. like we need a motion graphic yeah. for this, and it's like your face is going around and and like a little jingle oh my I'm gosh. speaking Max's language. Owen wants to kill Ooh. me. Okay. Oh, man. We'll get it going. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> All right. We move on. We move on. You're killing me with that Fantastic. Stare. We move to the U.S. Open Cup with that one. No. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about the USL Championship. Okay. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, so, Max, should we just go through all the results, first of all? Start them <sighs> off. Oh, gosh. Should yeah. we? There's yeah. three days of results. It was. It was three days of results. So, Friday, 5th of May. RGV 2, New Mexico United 2. Colorado Spritchbacks 2, El Paso Locomotive 3. You can't do it right, Max. Monterey Bay 2, Pittsburgh Riverhounds 2. Las Vegas Lights 0, Charleston Battery 1. It just sounds really cheesy when you do it. It's not, everything sounds cheesy no. when I do it. Saturday, May the 6th. Harvard Athletic 0, Memphis 901. Two. Sounds like I'm watching the golf channel, but like shout out golf. Loudon United one. Indy eleven. Two. Birmingham Legion one. Oakland Roots four. Detroit Rock City one. LC Tulsa one. This is what he's messing it up now. He's adding stuff in. Stop freestyling, Max. Orange County one. San Diego Loyal two. Oh boy. One more game. Uh, and then on Sunday, uh, Las Vegas Lights one. San Antonio FC two. Well, should we talk about the controversy? Oh, I like a controversy. It was controversy in the Birmingham Legion against Oakland Roots game. Like it all kind of kicked off here because uh, Cavita, the captain for Birmingham Legion, being sent off. He received a first yellow card for dissent, second yellow card for a handball, which um, is almost stuck out a little bit. Yeah, I get it, but... Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a lot of nastiness, I think, in the way that that was done. I mean, Birmingham Legion pretty much just tweeted out their, like, post-game recap, which was just, like, <laughs> go on, league, fine us, <laughs> fine us. Like, they posted it, and it was effectively just their coaches quotes about will. how... I don't know if they will. <laughs> I don't know right? if they will. Now, Rick once got fined for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually did. Um, the story always goes that he, he asked someone on the way there, it's like, did the league ever find coaches for saying things about referees? He got the answer of no, then went off on one in the press conference. I was there, witnessed it. It was... Yeah, the first question was nothing related to referees. He just went off on one about the referees and walked oh, off. Boy. And uh, he got fined. Um, ah. But... Yeah, um, I mean, it was pretty much just an entire thing of Legion's coach complaining about the referee. So, old man yells at cloud. Yeah. yeah. Referee who is also a Ukrainian <clears throat> refugee, by the way. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, FIFA yeah. badge. Ukrainian refugee. There we go. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Well, a lot of, lot of look around the table, and uh seems that our old Phoenix Rising find themselves in a, a quite the peculiar position after that 2-0 loss. Uh, they now sit in eighth. 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 How do we feel about eighth? Well, it's a playoff spot. It's a playoff spot. It's better than last year. Oh, gosh. But that's a minimal quality. Um, 
Look, it is. It, they've still got a game in hand. They can catch up with six on the game in hand. Um, there's still time. There's still time. We, we still, we still, do we, not, do yeah. not panic yet. They, they played eight games. We, we, okay? we, they played eight yeah. games of thirty. Four. We we do this, uh, you know, around the first of the month. Uh, kind of, we only had one show last week, so it's kind of the time to do it now. Oh no! Here where we do we? Uh, I wasn't expecting this. I know. Though. I can throw a curveball. Where uh, where do you think Ryzen's going to finish in the table at the end of the season? You've said three, three, and then fourth. If memory serves me correctly, fifth last time. you might have said fifth. Maybe it was I'm four, four, five. Fifth. Yeah, I think I've said five, five, and six. Uh, right. I'm gonna. I'll say six. Yeah, they got a they got a game in hand. Goal differential isn't absolutely horrendous. Um, hope their defense carries on. And gosh, they got to find that attack somewhere. They've got to find the attack. I think that's the thing. If Juan can get some help in the attack, even another player who is just a very good spark in the attack. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be an Artiaga replacement. It can be anyone else is going to be particularly ch- uh, a challenge to deal with um, in the attack. I, I, that's what you want to see. They're, I mean, you take out this last loss. Their form isn't. It's not great. They're leaving goals and, and wins on the table, but their form isn't horrible. You know, name name the three clubs in the West who in their last five matches have not lost. Chat, please feel free to join in. The last three teams, there's three teams in the West in their last five well, matches they the, have not lost. One of the teams has not lost, so they're obviously one of them. That's Sacramento. That's correct. They haven't lost a game. Correct. Um, Chat. Chat, chat, in the last three, there's two more. Two more. San Antonio. No, San Antonio has lost one. Who'd they lose to? Uh, no, 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 no. Hold, please. They lost to Louisville. That was before they played Rising, and they played Vegas twice since then. That's not in the last three. I said last. No, in the last five matches. I thought you said three. No, in the last okay, five matches, five, there have been yeah. three teams who haven't lost. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, okay. Colorado Springs. No, Colorado Springs no? has two oh, losses God. in the last five. I mean, now you've turned it, I can see. <laughs> so El Paso is one of them. They are on form, to be fair. There is one that's, uh, I will say, the last one, a hint, they are playing tonight. In the Open Cup. Monterey Bay. You're darn right. Yeah. Monterey Bay. Monterey Bay. Monterey Bay playing LAFC. That'll be an interesting one. LFC sending the kids by the sounds. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I got that at plus money, baby. Yeah, that's... People who did that, at, like, I think at one point... Actually, I, I have it, to thank you. Point, Wait, that I was literally because of you. You were literally texting me, like, hammer, 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 hammer. At one point, I heard it went up to plus 390. My, Monterey Bay. Before word. plummeting. <laughs> when people realized they're my sending word. the kids. That's crazy. That is absolutely bonkers. Well, we got some... Uh, got a little bit of open cup stuff. The magic. We already have a cup set. Uh, as we saw, thank you for uh, contributing at the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, defeating the New England Revolution. One nil. Um, I yeah. will say in that it's game weird. though, because Joe Farrell right went off injured. I did see, um, I did see that. Note to that one. Uh, Charleston Battery falling thanks to an own goal. Yeah. One nil against Inter Miami. Yep. It was a moment in that game. I was sitting there oh, no. with Sean. Yeah. Oh no, Orla- watching it in yeah. there. And uh, oh no, Orlando City. Are you Williams getting oh, through? No. Uh, yeah. Orlando City. Um, yeah. Are you Williams is through and yeah. you're just looking at him like pass the ball, pass That's the ball, pass the ball. Awesome. No. He runs straight into a defender. Can't get what you right. deserve. Well, um, so we got we got the the two notable ones in, that kick off in about forty five minutes. Monterey Bay against LAFC at home against LAFC. How do you how do you fare? You you said that you know, think they're saying the kids. Bay. Monterey Bay. It's what I picked as well. Here's the juicy one: Sac Republic and our friends at DNVR going to get the Colorado Rapids. Sac is at home. Sac are going to win that. Oh, yeah. would you like to would you like to personally guarantee that? Put money on it. Would you like to personally guarantee that to our friends at DNVR Rapids? If if uh, what, look why, into the mic. Why are you the, making this? Look happen into the now. camera. Why are you making it. this happen? I'm not. I'm just saying. If you, you are. if you guarantee it, yeah, they're gonna lose. <laughs> Sacramento are gonna win that one. <laughs> ah, you got him. Oh boy. Well, it's gonna be an interesting open cup. We will be. Uh, yeah, we will be annoying know. when you lose. Don't worry, DNVR. Oh boy. We will be annoying. Jumping in the chat. Yeah, we might. Yeah, I might. That's fair. Dwayne's helping me out with the graphics. Wouldn't be the first time we've done that. Dwayne's helping me out with the graphics. Maybe we'll wait. Maybe the first time we've done that. Maybe you'll do it for me. No, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> wouldn't be the first time we've hopped in their chat. Not the first, but. not the last, but. Wouldn't be the first time we've replied to their uh, tweets either. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> true. Um, yeah, well, that's going to be interesting for the open cup and all the good stuff going on. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff going on. Peach next. And as well, appreciate the diehards joining us in the chat. Of course, with our events, you can get the diehard discount, including on our golf tourney, the Keeping It 100 golf tournament, present, yeah, tournament uh, presented by Pins and Aces and Big Drive Energy. Going to be on May 26th. A little scramble, having multiple partners involved. Thanks to all of our partners. And you know I gotta love this. We're literally having free, free booze, free water, free food, free snacks, free giveaways. It, all of that included with everything going on, including a free co-branded polo from Pins and Aces, literally just by signing up for an individual or for a foursome. You get all of that thanks to our amazing partners. Come on, like, what are we doing here? Check out the link in the show notes for your ticket. It's going to be an absolutely amazing time. And then, by the way, as Sounds well... Sounds like a good time to pregame yes. for the dollar beer night that night as well. It does. It does. If you are going to the dollar beer night as well, it's a fantastic... Yeah, because it's in the morning, by the way. It's in the morning at like 7.30, shotgun kick, shotgun start. So join us early and keep the booze train going. Keep I will it going, I will go be. down to the ground, say hi to be. Andrew Carlton, and keep yeah, it going. I'm from there. segueing away from that. Also, if those of you who baseball fans join us on Thursday after the show, I actually will be making an appearance at our D-backs takeover May 11th. First pitch is at 6.40. I will be a little late because of this whole you know show thing that we do. Uh, but we'll do a pregame meetup we, at we do 4 show, Max. We do a show, Max. We do a pod. A 4 p.m. On draft Thursdays, we do. Do we? Yeah. Uh, okay. Four Peaks Draft House at Chase Field. Join us there. Uh, yeah, thirty-two dollars for diehards, forty dollars for the regulars. Includes a game ticket and the meetup. Join us. It's going to be a fun time. If you like the baseball, yeah. And you can also then, because again, as Adman said, he will be there. <laughs> you can uh, tell him about your views on his transitions. Do it. You won't. I transition better than rising. I'll say you that. You keep saying you won't whenever people will do something. Oh, oh, wait, what? I'm sorry. I was having myself up. A little pat on, little, little goalie man pat on the back. See what I did there? All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you, everyone, for joining the PHNX just, just, Rising how, how Podcast. Do I unhook this? You don't. You can follow us on the show at PHNX underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. No, you've ruined it, Max. No, but today. double the underscore. No. No, but say 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 the tagline, double the underscore. Double the bad transitions for Max. Maybe more like quadruple. Uh but yeah, follow quadruple. follow the show and That's a conservative <laughs> estimate. Yeah, it is. Follow yeah, yeah. Follow the score show at PH next underscore underscore rising. Me at Max David Simpson. You at OJ Evans 18. Producer Leah at Leah Merrill. Uh yeah, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Thursday. Thursday. Thursday at 6 o'clock for our usual show. Uh, we'll be breaking down uh, everything going on. Got a, got a match uh, this weekend, and it'll be uh, be spicy. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, until then, appreciate you guys, and uh, later.